fasten your seatbelts, because here we go again. Ready to fly. Blop. Welcome to One Good Thing. And within this podcast lives a monster race of spiders. I'm Paul. I'm Danger Will Robinson. Watch out for me. <laughs> oh. I'm not to be trusted. Today we shall be discussing Lost in Space, the 1998 sci-fi action movie reboot of the 60s Irwin Allen TV show about a family who get lost in time? Asda. They get lost in Asda. Lost in an Asda. That's it. Friday That's what night. Critics hated the movie. John Cruson at the AV Club said... Dream up a plot incorporating time travel, genetic mutations, cyber jargon, and saving the Earth. All the worst and most boring elements of science fiction. Finally, type up a list of bad jokes, space talk, and semi-tough taglines. Label it script. I can't tell if he's being ironic at the beginning of that. Mm. What do you hate sci-fi? <laughs> I like that he's... Mr. Crusoe. I like that Mr. <laughs> Mr. Crusoe has um, written all of his reviews like a big cake recipe. <laughs> At a little swig of me not giving a shit, <laughs> and just a healthy douse of me showing up drunk to the press <laughs> screening, and you've got yourself my afternoon. <laughs> Meanwhile, Amazon customer returning oh uh, from the Amazon.com uh, says, not Blu-ray quality, looks just like the DVD I have. Good movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, 5.1 on IMDb, 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. Poor old monster. Will there be boys on Alpha Prime? And what will you wear? I would like to wear whatever helps me fit in with the master race of spiders. <laughs> which we were promised. We were. Come the end. I haven't stopped thinking about them since because they're awful. They were they were foul, um, yeah. abhorrent beasts. The, the little uh, albino things. Yeah. But I think the master race of spiders are more like the spider smith that we end up, right. end up seeing. So they um, were all, each of those little white dudes were going to grow into a full 12 foot Gary Oldman Gary Oldman monster. spider, yeah. yeah. Big cloak. Yes. Um, outrageous thespian accent. <laughs> so, with so, that in mind, yes. Um, well, the best to way to ingratiate to. yourself to those master races of spiders is to study all available evidence. And let's start right here with Lost in Space. So, okay. Film mm-hmm. starts. Film starts in appropriately enough space, just outside, and you turn left. Yeah, and you're out from Earth behind the Tesco if, garage. If you're looking at Earth, you turn right. Mm. And then you're there. Yeah. I'm confused. Oh, fuck. I have to start again. <sighs> Space. <laughs> Space, the final frontier, and where we are building a, a portal gate. Yes. A portal gate to Alpha Prime. That's the one. Which is a planet we haven't fucked up yet, yes. unlike Earth. Yes, which is knackered at this stage. Oh, Jesus. It is absolutely bollocks. It's covered in Gary Oldman. Um, yeah, there, there, there's a dogfight going on yes. because space because and... of global sedition forces yes. are attacking the gate because they don't like that's the word sedition forces they are terrorists for some reason yes they don't like the idea of us getting a new earth to yeah. ruin yeah enjoying the prolonging of the species <laughs> and they say no we must stick around on the earth which is covered in farts yeah and they're actually eco-terrorists it's like no why would we impose our will on Amazon Prime what was it called Alpha Prime <laughs> Alpha for... Prime yeah so they're having they're having a dogfight, Matt, Matt LeBlanc and his and oh, his of, friend of um, Will and Grace of uh, Fraser. Yeah, yeah. Fraser Crane is in this yeah. plane, <laughs> and he's um, Niles. I've got them on my left, <laughs> and um, then that's over. Then we go to the family Robinson, who yep. um, are not the Swiss ones. No, they're not the Swiss family Robinson. No, they are a family Robinson. Seems like the name Robinson, you just can't help but get lost. That's where Nick Robinson actually is, the BBC News reporter. He is no longer doing um, the British Broadcasting Company's news Mm. because he is spiralling into a um, nebula. Nightmare. So this family Robinson um, are tasked with finding... No, with... Well, they're not going to go through the gate. They're going to use... They're going to travel to Alpha Prime. Yes, and, and then build... set up the other end of the hypergate, basically. Yeah, except they can't be building it themselves because the, hy- the, the hypergate's huge. Yeah, well, they have a, they, they they they're going with an experimental hyperdrive, which I imagine is uh... what they're going to be using as like a little um, backdoor into Alpha Prime, um, soon to be Amazon Alpha Prime. Well, 
Hey. Yes. yes, and the Fresh Prince of Bel Air has mm. been made to be the pilot for this mission for the with the Robinsons. Yes, so he's going to come along too. The family aren't too enthusiastic about the prospect. No, um, little young the young Fresh Will Robinson. Yes, he's he's acting oh, out at school. Oh, he's because he's a science boy. He's a very clever. Oh, he's a child. science boy. He he's inventing things Robinson. left, right, and center. One of one day it's eggs. He's like, look at this, mum. Handful of eggs. Uh, next day, he's like, I made a toothbrush that never turns off. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> never. Yeah. You try and stop it. His dad could not give less of a shit. Yeah. Um, because he is also a scienceman and he's been inventing things uh, since before he was born in mm. an invention. Yeah. Um, he's also William Hurt, so it's difficult to show oh. love at the best of times. It's difficult to show anything, even <laughs> even just most of your face. <laughs> Mild wakefulness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hyperspace exists beneath normal space. If you try to enter hyperspace without a gate, your exit vector is random. There's no telling where you'd come out. There's a lot of space out there to get lost. But yeah, so the whole, the whole thing is they are tasked with going going to Alpha Prime to do all this science shit. Um, the parents are sort of sciencey types and they're okay with it. And the kids are not, mostly because Will Robinson, the young Will Robinson, is not loved by his dad. And no. Penny Robinson. Oh, I mean, she's... There's not going to be any... I mean, to be fair, there's not going to be anything in space. Right now, she's got, like, shopping malls, uh, popcorn, and she quite likes friends. Yeah. Supposedly. Potential love interests. Because we don't see any of it. We don't see any of this. No. We just see her weird metal thing that I thought as yeah. a kid she used as a scarf. Yes. I'm not as sure now. Well, this all leads me to believe that she just is giving a bit of the gab. She's not really the <gasps> popular fashion chick that she says she is. We, you know, she's got her like that... her watch YouTube watch that she records and like puts things out there into posterity, into the ether. Yeah, I think it's all just a ruse. I think she's just a bit of a oh, twat. That is absolutely outrageous. Oh, anyway, they don't listen to their kids because they're just kids, and why would you? Well, why would you? No, well, they're pointless. They're not even real people. I think there's actually another kid, you know. I think that, well, it, they go to the ship so that they can mm. give, um, they can give, what's his name? What's his face? They can give um, Roseanne a proper look around the actual ship. Oh, Matt LaRouche. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Give him a, a walk around the ship to be like, hey, here's where you're going to be stuck with my family for ages. Yeah. I really don't want to be here. Oh, yeah. but look, here's a hot chick. Yeah. Arr, yeah. Yeah. Look four. at four. Yeah. He's... And he says, I wouldn't mind penetrating her vagina repeatedly until one of us orgasms. Uh, which point he's like, that's my daughter. My... Oh. oh. I wish I hadn't said that now about the wish penis. I, wish I hadn't gone full, ahead, like, full steam ahead with that rape culture thing that I was doing. <laughs> oh, well, I'll keep saying thinly veiled, uh, PG-ified uh, sexual threats yeah just, they're meant to be advances but are just mostly settling yeah. mostly in front of you and so with all that is established yeah. um they all get into cryosleep and and take off into space but alas wait a damn second i'm waiting because the sedition group remember them the eco-terrorists yeah. the fart lovers who apparently assassinated the previous private previous oh, yeah. pilot Previous pilot, Pontius Pilot, previous yeah. pecker. They picked, they picked off the previous pilot, <laughs> and um, the. <laughs> oh, my... What's that face? <laughs> I was trying to continue the alliteration, but my brain broke in, in midway, and I just have to oh have, God. Have, have, have to give up. Never um, that. Fuck, fuck that! It's rubbish. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they but they didn't forget. So they have they 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 put on like they they give uh they give the family Robinson um a new pilot in the form of Matt LaRose. Yeah. And um but the sedition forces they have sent another saboteur. Yes. Because it, you know it it just didn't occur to them that they were going to fucking oh, we murdered the pilot. They found another one. <laughs> oh, well, our genius uh. plan is foiled. All, <laughs> all um, future space airliners are run by Ryanair. <laughs> so now they need Gary Oldman to do something a bit more drastic. Yeah, like a bit more acting. sinister. He sneaks onto the uh, ship yes. in order to reprogram the ship robot. Yes. Uh, to He's not those subtle fellows. No. He's quite difficult to program. He's like one of those baby G watches from the noughties. <laughs> You have to, like, hold the mode button and press, like, the hour thing over and over. Always goes off in school assembly. <laughs> oh, fuck. And everyone thinks you're a pleb. Ga- Gary Oldman, um, he says to his boss, um, who I think is one of the original oh, Lost in Spacemen. Yes. Um, he says... He was originally uh, Judy. 
Ah, okay. Yes, I recognise mm. that. <laughs> that coy smile. anywhere. <laughs> he um he says I've done the job, and um, Judy Robinson says I'm going to slice you up what? with science. He basically he says I'm going to leave you on the ship, or I'm going to kill you because yep. we don't need you anymore. Because we are a terrorist group. You didn't really think about that. Pay attention when I'm joking with you. I am doing. I'm you're just... you're writing names. No, I'm not. <laughs> Come on, if you've got something funny, let's all hear it. Um, Every time. So, so, so he electrifies the, the, like, the, the little, like, radio that Gary Oldman has in yes. his to kill him. It sticks to his hand, he passes out. Yeah, he does to Gary Oldman what Gary Oldman did to cinema, and he completely electrifies it. Nice. <laughs> and, um, ship takes off. He, uh, Gary Oldman wakes up, realises he's on the ship, just in time for the robot. Yep. To start stabbing things up. Stabbing up the place. Yeah. Uh, with his lasers. With his lasers. Yes. Uh, everybody wakes up. Yep. All the family and Al Bundy. Yep. And they have to try and stop the robot. Well, they're woken up by... Uh, no, it doesn't matter. Guillermo del Toro? Yeah, Guillermo del Toro. But okay. it, um, <laughs> they have to have a full-on robot fight. And because of the robots like shooting, they're way off course. Yeah. They should have been heading into space, but instead they were heading into the sun. Yes, which is in space. Which is in space. They got that bit right. So they, they do defeat the robot. Yes. At which point Ellen... Mm. comes up with the idea that what they should do is activate the hyperdrive. But mm. the problem is, as William Hurt described earlier, they can't predict where they're going to end up using yes. the hyperdrive. Mm-hmm. They're just going to shoot off and be anywhere. Could yeah. end up in a 90s sci-fi movie, for all they know. Yeah. Oh, God, Invent Horizon! Oh, <laughs> ah! Get out of here, Sam Neill! We aim for Soylent Green! <laughs> that was actually a much earlier film! <laughs> My point. <laughs> From Through the oh, Sun... No. And they're on the other side. Yes. Where are they? Where are they? Where are we? We, They they have a whole scene of them being lost in space and really worried about it. Because it's a lot to acclimatise to. But never mind that. There is a weird shimmering thing in space. Mm. What could this be? I don't know. Let's drive into it. And they come out on the other side and there's a ship. Yes. Ooh, a ship called the Proteus. Yes. And it's pretty abandoned looking, but human. Mm. How science how science they're on they're on they're on the ship and uh on it's, ship. it's deserted oh how yes. complicated matt LeBleu is very uh, uh yeah. troubled by this yeah he, he logs into the ship's logs uh-huh. and he finds a vlog from uh, his friend who has since become a youtube sensation um <laughs> you must never stop vlogging no <laughs> even when you're lost in space yes because he, he, he was also lost in space but searching <gasps> for major west but how we only went missing a day ago i know but you know what matt larange is like go missing a day it's like well but he checks he checks in every minute on whatsapp oh he's he always hasn't instagrammed in ages yeah oh. and he's, he's suddenly johnny johnny Greatix. <laughs> and um matt agree is Black uh, agree is obviously perturbed by this revelation yeah. is there uh, a whole is there a chance this whole film might be a matt Legree? so they continue searching mm. and they find spiders they do they find all Horrible. the spiders uh but they also find a lovable monkey thing yeah so i don't know like what you expect to get when you go and salvage a uh, abandoned spaceship but yeah you get you get a monkey friend and you get a few thousand spiders you yeah. take it and you make spider juice with it they have an action scene in which the robot is lost Mm-hmm. Um, Gary Oldman is scratched by one of those aforementioned spiders yes. and is pissed off by the monkey thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they keep the monkey thing. They don't feed it to, they don't do what I do and just throw it at the fucking spiders and then run as they chew it, <laughs> as it, as they all chew it to death. Spiders like monkeys. Yeah, they love them. And they escape. Great. Doogie Howser goes and blows up the whole ship. Yeah. And, um, they crash land on a planet. On a planet. Which is not in space. Planet. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they land on it and it's all snowy and stuff. Yeah. And there's lots, there's massive hull damage. Yeah. Uh, we get a few character moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will is going to rebuild the robot. Yeah. Lovely with a weird head that looks yeah. much more like its old counterpart back yeah. in the days when sci-fi was dumb. Yeah. He teaches it, <laughs> teaches it to love. Oh, yes. And he teaches it to glove. Just we're on, on the verge of William Hurt having a tender moment with his son. Um, he's interrupted and quickly decides that it's bullshit and why bother anyway? Yeah, absolutely. He's got much more important things to be oh, doing. God, there's such important things to be doing on this crashed spaceship in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, like go and walk out in the, the, the killer snow. Home improvement. Um, and uh, what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Heather Graham. Heather Graham. They have a moment where he tries to have sex at her again. Hmm. 
Only this time, Heather Graham pours a liquid over his head. Yeah. Uh, because he doesn't do a great... After having... He has mixed results here. Let me walk mm. you through this. I'm a master of this sort of thing. He charms her with a bit of constellation observation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. After his constellation observations, uh-huh. he is able to get pretty close to her and she gets a laughing, which is good. Yeah. She's not asleep, which is good. Yeah. Nor is she attacking him physically, which I always take as a good sign. Yes. Then he's like, you don't have a choice but to have sex on me. Yeah. I'm the only man around who you're not related to. And also who isn't Gary Oldman. We're the two only marketable couple. In this film that won't get us outlawed everywhere except Japan. The people pay to see us. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) He says. Do it. You're disappointing millions. And that doesn't put her in the mood. Rather than murder him in his sleep. (laughs) Because he's getting quite rapey. Yeah. She pours a glass of water over his head and says, you'll have to do better. She, she, she. Well, she says to him, why don't you just hang on to your joystick? Yeah. So please go take off your pants. Pull them down around your ankles, sit down, lube up your hand, and really play some Tekken. I find that hand lube really helps with Tekken. <laughs> um, you keep telling me this, and I've embarrassed myself in many arcades. <laughs> but rather than go and stick his cock in an airlock, yep. um, he goes away to... Rather than go and murder himself, yeah. <laughs> due to the profound sadness he feels. <laughs> and not being able to have sex with the only woman of marriageable age on on the ship. Yeah. Goes away to hone his uh, seduction technique for the next scene where they're in a room alone together. Yes. Which fortunately will come soon because what they've discovered is the planet's all breaking apart. Mm. Which isn't great when it's, you know, a, a planet you're marooned on. No. It's not ideal. Luckily, there's a shimmering bubble nearby. Yes. That is incredibly dangerous. And um, so obviously William Hurt decides it's probably better to walk right into that and spend time with his awful son. Anything. Anything. Anything's better than spending time What's that? With old a sharp rock? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they go. Um, they get about two minutes outside what? the ship. Just long enough for them to n- not have any sort of meaningful character moment pass hmm. between the two of them before they are shot. By the robot. Yeah. The Will's putting together, but hang on a minute, that robot's still with Will. That doesn't make any sense. No, how could there be two identical robots? Ah, nonsense. It is nonsense. Ooh. We forgot to mention that before he was taken away and shot up by a robot, he had the most tender goodbye, the most beautiful moment in cinematic history. Oh, don't, because I'm going to cry. With his wife. I know, I'm sorry. I'm going to cry out of every hole I've got. He's just, Mm. it's the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen. Better get the tissues then. Yeah. Come home to me, Professor. I love you, wife. Dr. Smith uh, convinces Will Robinson that the three women are busy bungee jumping outside doing some fucking thing. Yeah. And so it's very important that the only two remaining men, even though they are a psychopath and a pathetic young Will Robinson, go and investigate what's happened to the dad. Root around in that old dangerous planet that they've got out there. Yeah. Based on nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Based on no... No information whatsoever. Yeah. Smith is able to convince the stupid young boy. Well, book smarts ain't everything, are they? No. So you've got to learn at some. No book will tell you how much to distrust Gary Oldman. Yeah. They go outside, and um, Gary Oldman pretends to be nice for about three minutes. Convinces Will Robinson not only to go outside, but he convinces him to give him the gun which Robinson had. Yes, Robinson had a gun. Yes. Because he's little yet Will Robinson, and you can't leave that sort of thing with a woman. No. Give he, it to your child. Well, he 3D printed it when they weren't looking. Oh, good. Um, Gary Oldman's able to get that gun, and then yeah. he turns on him! Yeah. Whoops. So they Whoops, continue... trust Gary Oldman again. Yeah, so they continue going in the direction they were going anyway. Yeah, with no change whatsoever, really, yeah. except for the fact that now it's just a really awkward walk. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I imagine <laughs> Gary Oldman is very happy with how things went. <laughs> God, I'm good. He's very much like Turl from uh, the Battlefield Earth. <laughs> yes, with the- I fooled you. <laughs> I may have said I wouldn't have taken your gun, but I didn't. Just mean walk. I wouldn't take your gun. Look, just walk. <laughs> Look, enough of this. Shit. Crap, lousy your, child. Be your nipples away. Crap, lousy child. <laughs> <laughs> the nipples will. Oh, I wish um, Forrest Whitaker were here. I call them Whipples. <laughs> Young I'm a Whipple. genius. <laughs> Meanwhile, what's happened to the two guys who got shot? Well, they weren't really shot. They were shot no. with next scene rays. Yes. Uh, and they're in the next scene. And they meet Jared Harris. Yes, they what's do. What's he doing here? Well, it turns out that's actually old Will Robinson. Oh. 
old young Will Robinson. Old young Will Robinson. With it's full on eyebrows. Wonderful, yeah. And the most beautiful Jared Harris voice you've ever not heard. Yes. Look, Father, what my flights of fancy have wrought. I used your hyper engine to build my time machine. There's no wicked man. Now, some. Okay, so here we go. Will Robinson. Old, young Will Robinson mm-hmm. has built the time machine he's been banging on about for the whole movie. Yeah, like a he's, wuss. He's done it because in the past, mm-hmm. after his dad and West, uh, sorry, and... um, Jim West, Desperado. <laughs> Jim West, Desperado, Third Rock from the Sun, mm-hmm. went off to do something. Mm-hmm. They didn't come back. And so the spiders reappeared and murdered all the girls. Leaving old, young Will Robinson alone to build the time machine. And the time machine is what caused the bubble that the dad and Adam West went to investigate in the first place. Yes. And the bubble that brought them to the future to find the Proteus, which had gone out to look for them. I don't know if we mentioned that. The d- the device was built so ostensibly so that um he could go and join his family i think yes he was yes. gonna he's gonna build the device he didn't intend for it to create the plot that led to the building of the device no. he just wanted to go back to earth and stop them from fuck fucking everything up yeah. just hey careful there's a gary oldman in the vents yeah at this stage they're ambushed by gary oldman oh he fuck comes yes. in with will at gunpoint a young young will robinson yeah and he says, nobody move, I'm going to use that time machine and go back in time and just grab myself and spend the rest of the time making sweet love to Gary Oldman. Whilst you guys all die in space like you were supposed to do. Yes. That's the plan. But Jared Harris turns around and says, look, I'm Jared Harris. Do you really think I could have survived out here all these years on my own without a cigar and a smoking pipe? A smoking pipe, as you may know. <laughs> um, no, I've, of course I've got a giant spider, Gary Oldman. Yeah. Father, he says, and in comes um, Will Robinson's new daddy, the the ever-loving uh, Spider Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman's spider scratch, which he yeah. did sustain. Did we mention that earlier? He yes, we did. scratch from the CGI? Work? Yes. God, there's so much setup and payoff in this. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah wow. Um, we have to try and make sure we've mentioned everything. Yeah. The spider scratch turned into a bigger spider scratch, and then yes. a bigger spider scratch, and then a giant spider Gary Oldman. Yes, he probably... Didn't, he didn't think much about it because it was um, initially delivered by a CGI spider. And yes. he went, that can't hurt me. That's no. obviously fake. Look at it. Yes, unfortunately, he caught CGI off of it. Yeah. Old young Will Robinson is beginning to suspect the giant evil spider that he's been living with for the last decade. Yes. Maybe he killed my family? Yeah. Because the spiders he said do it never showed up again. Um, yeah, so they're able to escape and they go and push Gary Oldman into a portal. Yes. Uh, it turns out he was planning on going through and unleashing a master race of spiders. Meanwhile, um, fucking uh, the Simpsons and um, all, and the rest of the gang all go back to the ship and decide to take off because the bubble collapses behind them. With William Hurt still in it, with the boy. Well, with Aww. old young Will With Robinson. old young boy, yes. <laughs> old young boy Robinson. <laughs> they take off and get squashed by a giant rock. Yes, squashed until they explode. Until they explode. In space. Which makes Will Hurt do an acting face. Yeah. At which point young old... No, old young old Will Robinson. Jared Harris Will Robinson. Yeah. Decides, okay, how about I drop you off just just before the ship took off? And then you can tell them not to fly into that giant rock. So he does that and Jared Harris gets trapped in a collapsing planet. Yeah. Sacrificing himself once again so that William Hurt may live. Yeah. God bless. As he is doomed to do on repeat. <laughs> I love you, Dad. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> what? Oh, and he dies. Yes. The end. Um, for him. Yeah. We unfortunately have to have another couple of scenes. Sweet Jesus. You know what? I, I, we completely missed out the bit where Penny, like, befriends Blarp and, like, it's like, um, oh, I'm going to call you Blarp because it doesn't play into the film at all. Blarp no. doesn't do anything. And yeah, they all go off into space. Yep, ostensibly um, for Alpha Prime. Yep, and um, the yeah mind-numbing end credit sequence plays. Yes, the techno mess that is <laughs> Apollo Four Forces Lost in Space theme, which we'll sample here, maybe or here. No, no, no. Wait, is that it? Oh no, here it is. <laughs>
that was it. And that's the end of Lost in Space 1998. Paul, what did you think of Lost in Space 1998? Oh, well, I mean, it it did have some sci-fi concepts that it wore on its sleeve. It had a Jared Harris, that's pretty high concept. Yeah, it it wore Jared Harris on its sleeve. Lost in Space was such a neat premise, just, hey, Swiss Family Robinson, except instead of being stuck on a desert island, they're on a weird planet somewhere Mm. in space with... Strange caves and werewolves. Where everything is possible. Because, Anything is possible. Space. They're kind of batshitting out there. Yeah. And I feel like it was restricted by it being a family-friendly PG film from the 90s. I don't know. I feel like they could have gotten away with that. Because, well, for one thing, From yes, the 90s. Yes. But for one thing is... I mean, Men in Black was, like, two years previous. And it was brilliant. Yeah, but yeah. the thing is, they did go way too dark. Well, this is, this is it. Like, it was so dark. Yeah. It's a family movie with lots of comedy. And they wanted, um, you know, Matthew... Perry to be sort of um, yeah. like a, a comedy Han Solo type. Mm. That's great, but you've written a plot in which there's an alternate reality in which Will Will Graham has grown <laughs> up and fucking died a horrible death. Yeah, this, 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 this is it. There's a lot of dark stuff. You don't yeah. see it. It's just, it's no. referred to. You're, you're informed about it. That, and the other thing that really genuinely bothered me a little bit yeah a lot of it was matt leblanc being a genuinely like rapey soldier type yeah and it was like there was that you know you want it no but that's that's definitely going for han solo and leia that's what it's aiming for here it's aiming for sort of flirty but she was i don't know there was something a little sinister about it leia was always very strong and sort of no yeah she was she she was stronger about it right up until that kiss yeah. Which, to be okay. fair, in, at least in this one, the girl initiates the kiss. That's 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 true. But there are just so many interactions where it's so quickly brought around to, like, how Matt LeBlanc wants to sleep with her. And the most abrupt one is when they're having a nice chat and they're yeah. sort of joking about it. And then he just suddenly says, so, my quarters are yours. It was kind of unsettling. That was remedied a little bit, though, by Heather Graham. Because I do mm. feel like her performance, I was never worried about her. No. She was always, like, totally in control of the situation and totally going to... Like, you know, pour a bucket of ice on Matt yeah. LeBlanc's head and it was always going to be fine. True. So she put me at ease. Yeah, because it was a PG family film, Yeah, um, you know, all the kids went to. Yeah. All of the lines, it wasn't like, so are we are we going to fucking have sex or what? It was yeah. It was like, yeah, she's a cold fish I'd like to thaw. Yeah. Which is like, she's frigid and I'm going to have sex with her. Yeah, it's like she's shown no interest, but you're yeah. kind of going on about this and there's no chance of you two really connecting on a human level, if you're going to keep yeah, doing this, it's grim. It definitely got the tone wrong. It didn't have enough fun with the concepts. No, and and, and they were so quickly sort of introduced and then written off. Like yes. this whole sort of, hey, there's an abandoned ship. I actually really love, as a premise, and there aren't enough good movies that do this, I love that we found an abandoned ship mm. or city or temple. Let's yes. set up camp and go and explore it over a couple of journeys. Yeah, I really liked Sphere for that mm-hmm. when yeah. I was a kid. Prometheus started yeah. that way before uh, the character motivations got really fucking annoying. Yeah, um, I like that premise of just yeah. okay, an abandoned ship. Let's park up, mm. go wander about it, and explore the world. Yeah, and those scenes were okay. Mm. Like I liked the the ship that was on. I liked the production design. Mm. And there were some creepy elements and a sense of menace. Yes, it was trying to do Alien basically. But yeah, it, it then just. Um, they blow up the ship, and then yeah. it's into the next crash action scene. Yeah. Traction scene. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. It could have done with slowing down and concentrating on just one or two of the concepts yeah. rather than having five. Because the, the, the whole Broken Earth thing is a really cool concept as yeah. well. I like stuff like that. It's, you know, the big environmental sure. like uh, like aspect of that. But we don't see the Earth. We don't... Let's count these concepts. So right. the Earth is ruined and we need to find a new home. Right. A ship that is on a traditional journey gets lost in space and has mm-hmm. to find its way home with no navigation. Yeah. That's two. Three. Time hole. Okay, there yeah. are time holes and there's a Will Robinson, there's a version yeah. of the family in the future who's gonna, like, try and save the family. Yeah. That's three. Next, abandoned spaceship with evil spiders on it. Mm. Then, crash landed on a sh- on a planet and need to get the ship working again. Yes. I mean, is, have we said is one of the concepts just being lost in space? Sure. Because another concept boy builds a robot and befriends it that's yeah. whole movies in yeah. the 80s yeah when i think of the like the incredibly atmospheric film you could get with just a family being stuck on one ship as it drifts through space yeah. one of whom is a murderous gary oldman who yeah. is really fucking slippery just put these characters into a situation and watch it go just in- enjoy just like revel in one or two of the concepts yeah. really explore it you could have had an amazing stuck on a ship with an evil gary oldman yeah 
them being on this ship and the yeah. father learns to spend time with his son. Yeah, you know? that's a tough dilemma. Is it worth trying to put more time into trying to save us or should I accept our situation and, yeah. you know, commit to um, yeah, just could... spending the last few moments? It's like the fountain. Yeah, exactly. Exactly <laughs> like the fountain. And we we could have had more time with Matt LeBlanc and Heather yeah. Graham, like, fleshing out their relationship into just trying to, like, it... shoehorn it into, like, four or five really awkward moments. Yeah, make it less awful. <laughs> the thing is, the, the performances I quite liked. Um, William yeah. Hurt is very boring. Yes, he's, he's a slumberman. A, he's a slumberman. And, but every so often he'd have a moment. But for mm. the most part, what well, he's going for, like, reserved and very stern. But he's just coming off as barely awake in <laughs> yes. all of his scenes. Um, Mimi Rogers as the mum was quite authoritative. I liked her. She didn't have enough to do, really. No, well, the, this is the problem with the women. I mean, yeah. like, like the guys go off to have this adventure and the women are just on the ship. Yeah. On weird bungee ropes, which, you know, Lacey Chabert, you know, I, I've heard people say that she's very annoying and she's got an extraordinary voice in this it really Sticks is alvin alvin and the chipmunks esque esque yeah no not even esque yes no it's just alvin and the chipmunks this mission sucks i don't want to leave early you know i don't i don't want to go at all for the last three years i've missed everything training so i can spend the next 10 years missing everything else all the chipmunks full throttle white knuckle alvin and neil patrick harris all of them <laughs> full throttle alvin <laughs> and but i i don't know it was such a weird performance and she was quite striking the style they picked for her with her short spiky hair and bizarre outfits was mm. she has a very expressive face which did her well in various comedies that she appeared in after that she was in um uh mean girls yeah really excellent um not another teen movie briefly very briefly very briefly yeah. she also voiced meg griffin for the first season yeah of uh family guy which is interesting full throttle alvin is my new concept album by the way <laughs> pretty good um, um the point is the point i'm trying to make here is that i found the performances pretty interesting yeah for the most part except except i cannot stress enough william hurt <laughs> sweet jesus <laughs> um yeah i was interested in seeing more of these characters and that's the thing is they barely interact there's a scene where yeah. penny talks with judy and they're sisters and mm. judy's like this scientist chick she's really stern she couldn't be less like her sister yeah kind of reminded me of aria and samsa stark yeah they're very dissimilar and I would lo- love to see a bit more of them talking. Yeah. I mean, Mark Ma- 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 LeBlanc. Mark LeBlanc. Uh, Mark LeBlanc. Matt LeMatt. Yeah, he is uh, Return of the Matt. He <laughs> is... He. I mean, he's he's dull, like a butter knife. Okay, last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer. Gary Oldman probably had the best lines, but by best, I mean uh. um, just the most ludicrous. He was yeah. a circus of a man in, in this. <laughs> I'll ask you to step away from that, Major. It's a time machine, you idiot. Let's try this dance again. You are the puppet, I'm the puppeteer. Do try to get it right this time. I mean, yeah, he seems to be very eccentric in the original, you know. The, the main Gary quote. Oldman. <laughs> Gary Oldman was very eccentric in the 60s TV yeah. show when he was played by a different man. <laughs> um, you know, the line the line that everyone remembers attributed to him is, We're doomed. Doomed! Yes. I mean, how <laughs> you can imagine the character that comes from that, that, that line yeah. stems from. And I think, you know, who else would you choose to play that other than Johnny Depp? I think Gary Oldman's probably... <laughs> Gary Oldman was perfect. perfect. He was perfect I, he was for really it. He really enjoyable in this. It, it just, it just mm. adds to the silliness of it, yes, I think. It does and, and not, not the... F- no, the f- it is fun silliness, but it's yeah. not like... Um, it's not a good movie silliness. For me, this was a little bit depressing because... I, I saw this movie... Go on. <laughs> I saw this movie when I was 10. Yes. Um, an impressionable young boy. Mm. And I went and saw it and... I really liked it, I think. Yeah. In the same way I really liked Stargate. I didn't have great taste as a kid, and the 90s were more than willing to indulge that. <laughs> Some would say. <laughs> oh, this will tide me over till Godzilla comes out. <laughs> I, I, I saw this when I was 12, right. and uh, I, yeah, when it came out, and I remember liking it. Turns out I remember nothing. I remember absolutely, <laughs> oh, like, black hole nothing. I don't have that excuse. I fucking bought the VHS and watched it many a time. I remember buying hmm. it from the Tesco. With its oh. big clunky VHS tape that would make that lovely pop when you gorgeous. open it. Always love it. Gorgeous. Ow. I, I remember watching yeah. that, watching the shit out of that tape. Going back and seeing all the lines, which I, I could practically quote before they fucking came on. Mm. I was so familiar with this. It, it's. I think what depresses me isn't so much the movie, which still stands as like a, a perfectly fine piece of family entertainment. It's mm. not offensive. It's yeah. a little frustrating and a 
it's not off-putting, I don't think. It's just a little underwhelming and crams yeah. a bit too much in. What depresses me is the idea that this is a franchise maker, which never got off the ground. Yeah. And usually I just see that as cynical um, Hollywood bullshit, like this mummy movie that just came out. And I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. But maybe because that was Tom Cruise and Tom Cruise doesn't need it. But like, I watched this and just thought, yeah, poor little Heather Graham. Yeah. <laughs> poor little Lacey Chavert. Even though they all did fine. I just, I can't help but think about these characters, like little Penny Robinson yeah. and little Will Robinson. And, you know, this family, they, at the end of the movie, they're like, here we go again. And yeah. they blast off into space and you know, just never. Return. And that's where the franchise is left. Yeah. Lost in space. It. Lost in space and lost in Hollywood. If there's ever a 90s party, I am going to show up with my rubber spacesuit complete mm. with little plastic breasts. Space breasts. Space breasts. Yeah. And a, a foam blarp, which I'm sure I can buy from somewhere. <laughs> and that ridiculous... From fucking... an insane man. <laughs> from an insane man. And then I'll have it. I'll have his blarp. And, um... Yeah. I'm gonna keep it alive. I'm gonna keep this one alive for no reason. <laughs> well, let's let's continue to keep this alive with uh, a keepy-uppy star quickfire. Yes, absolutely. Um, I genuinely don't remember writing this. <laughs> But I have written William. I have written William Hurt's beard. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's a good beard. Yeah, I mean, I did say it had a bit of a Ray Fiennes, bigger splash, menacingly bit, beard, and then some. God, yeah, a the, uh, the the first shot of Earth and all the various space stuff going on around it. Yeah. Um, I re- I really liked. It was a. Uh, I, I like those nineties um, yeah. era like warm like panning shots of space and, yes. the, and the and the earth in them it's there was one of those in armageddon button. that we watched recently yeah it's, yeah a lot of those sort of i'm pretty sure independence day has it with the moon yeah it's 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 a good yeah. end, even if it is mostly cgi yes yes absolutely it was all done in post in space <laughs> post in space <laughs> My next one is that when Penny is describing to Will how his body is going to react to um, being sucked into a vacuum mm-hmm. and how he's going to die. Yeah, it's a family film. Yeah. Um, at the end of it, she's like... And then your skin inflates like a balloon. And then... Pop. And she does a really satisfying pop. Mm. I, found it, I found it quite asmr It was good. It was good. A good... Old-fashioned pop, <laughs> like uh, like you used to get as kids. As you, like you used to get. Yeah. Do you remember the pops before health and safety stepped in? And oh, they wouldn't let her do that now. Oh, you wouldn't get a pop like that. Not now. a girl of that age. No, not in Corbin's Britain. Nope. Um, Gary Oldman's like reveal shot. I was about to say that. That was uh, my next one. That's great. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really it's it's really fun. Marching towards the camera. Yeah. Out of the shadows. Yes. Oh God, the scene where um. The robot's about to murder the entire family in space. Oh. Um, it's about to shoot fucking Penny and um, the mum. And she's like sheltering her. And at the point when it's about to shoot, the mum says, look away, baby. <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah. No. And then, you know, little boy genius Will Robinson comes and saves the day. But fucking <laughs> hell. Yeah. It was just, she was fully expecting to die there. And how would it have felt to be Penny there? Just, you know, okay, I, I, no, I, I won't look. I won't let this be the last thing I see. The first shot of the spaceship, Jupiter 2, mm. they actually managed to make that look really good. They did. Again, they just look very cool, look very big and like hefty. Yeah. I liked the fact that um, on the bracelet... Um, again, it's another thing that was set up and paid off. You know, it's a really great... Yeah, well done, I really well done. like it when it does this. But um, Bravo. Penny is keeping on her bracelet a audio recording of her saying things that she misses about Earth, including popcorn. That's the only one I really remember. Um, <laughs> that was it. That was it. <laughs> Episode 7 of the Popcorn Diaries. <laughs> Where's the popcorn? Come back next week. Anyway, she creates this list, and then later on, when, without realising it... Smith and uh, young old Jared Harris, Will Robinson, <sighs> yeah, um, find the graves of the women. Mm. Um, the thing is hanging from it, and it's like reading out the list, and it's just it's really grim, but yeah. it's like it's a really cool way of saying, "Hey, this is Penny's grave." Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a really cool way <laughs> saying. of saying, "Hey, this is Penny's grave." <laughs> Remember Penny? Yeah. Well, oh, crazy cat. I think I think maybe I'll use that as the, uh, the tagline for on Twitter for this week's episode. <laughs> The over-the-shoulder shot of Gary Oldman waking up and panicking in in the, mm. the spaceship before he yes. realizes where he is it was mm. excellent because yeah. um, 
like yeah like obscuring his face so you only see the the back of his head it, you know it leaves you in the same kind of disarray and confusion yeah. as Gary Oldman yeah and and then until the camera zooms in and focuses on the like the traje- trajectory mm. what's happening to you I'm um, showing them hey yeah. we're in fucking space it was- <laughs> hey we're in fucking space <laughs> whoa and it was a PG film so it was hey we're only in blooming space blooming let's- space let's have some uh, non-consensual sex would you Adam and Eve it yeah cool my next yeah. moment is um, there's a bit where Jim West has come to speak to uh, Smith yep um, have one of those great interactions they have all uh-huh. the way through the movie um, I want to murder you Oh, well, how barbaric. It's that, basically. Um, but anyway, he's come down, and Penny's there, and she's guarding the prisoner. Yeah. And she steps forward and says, Holt, identify yourself. And he's like, I'm Jim West. I don't know my name. <laughs> no, he does a whole little fanfare thing, and then she's like, well, proceed. Yeah. And then it goes creepy, because the little girl then leches on the guy. Well, oh, that's yeah. harmless enough, I think. Yeah. But um, I really like the sort of cuteness before that, of him yeah. like playing along with her little game. Matt Lenoir looks... Is absolutely happiest strangling Gary Oldman. <laughs> he really like comes into the character. I think he uh, really stretches his legs into that into that persona. It's the blob of ice cream on his cherries. Yeah, <laughs> it's the blob of ice cream on his balls. <laughs> I think it's pretty depressing that uh, John West's um, what's his fucking name? Major West's Westworld. <laughs> Major Westworld's buddy. Yeah, died looking for him. Yeah, he went out there. His husky voiced friend. Yeah. Went out looking for him. Don. The the, the tone like The tone loca like. Yeah. Ooh. Oh man. So- <laughs> God. Fuck. Oh, oh fuck. What's the point of carrying on? I wanna take a nice wank. sip of something. Yeah. <laughs> nice sip of wank. Sip of cool wank. <laughs> Which is what you are for coming up with that. Fuck you. Well done. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, he he died in space just yeah. looking for Matt LeBlanc. Yeah. Which is an awful way to die. You really do have a um, shopping list of grimness. I do. Um, for I, your quickfire this week. I think I liked it. It's weird. I like it as... I liked the sort of... There are two things I like in this. Sweet family moments <laughs> and grim, awful death scenes well, i mean they really are yin and yang they they, <laughs> they do they do complement each other in better films yeah. so <laughs> spider wound on gary oldman's back was gross that was gross <laughs> it was it was super gross the only other, other thing i have mm. is um for all the two or three swears in the film uh-huh. this is a blue film oh um swap a storm the soldier uh matt leblanc didn't utter one of them ah there you go um no, it was, in fact... Which is wrong. Two of, the, two of them were said by Smith, yeah. played by Gary Oldman, and yeah. one of them said was by the little boy. Cool. Um, <laughs> they should have had him swear. Because <gasps> he's a soldier. Fuck me! <laughs> Please! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> suck my lonely cock. <laughs> Please, as long as you, as long as you say please, it's fine. That's it's what, fine. Yeah, that's what that's what Matt LeBlanc wants you to think. That's the law under Trump's space. That's space law. That's Trump's space <laughs> that's... law. I really enjoyed Robot's joke. Joe Robinson, I will tell you a joke. Why did the robot cross the road? Because he was carbon bonded to the chicken. Oh fuck yeah, that was good actually. That's a good joke. I remember that. It was the delivery, I think. Yes. He's got such a sort of barky voice, and it is the guy from the original show. Yes. I, I think our, our last moment was it was a moment that we both, I think, I remembered, and I wondered, mm. I wonder if that's going to look good. And it did look all right. Yeah. Um, and I think it was fairly impressive. It was a neat concept. After they do the hyperspace into the sun, yes. they, um, everything, you know what? <laughs> One of the reasons this is good, everything fucking stops for mm. a minute. All the crazy bullshit go- stops going on. The crazy dialogue stops. And everyone gets frozen in space. Mm. And they're just, like, floating. Yes. And gravity stops and time stops as they travel through space. Mm. And it was neat. It was a cool moment. And then we cut to just space somewhere. Completely black. Uh, with stars. And lots of light. Not black. Yeah. <laughs> they cut to space. And it's very quiet. And then after a few moments, there's a bang. And the ship reappears. Yeah. And then it floats off into the distance, fading out to silence again. Yeah. And it was a cool sci-fi quiet moment. Yeah. 
a great slowdown, mm. wonderful like, meditative silence mm. for you to just fully drink in what's yeah. happening. And to wonder, you know, what's going on. Yeah, and to appreciate the what you're seeing on screen mm. and, you know, everything that is implied by that. Yeah. Um, it was very well handled. Uh, 10 seconds of cinema. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. And yeah, that just about wraps it up for our review of a possible sci-fi family movie. Let's do the one better thing. The one better thing. Battlestar Galactica. Um, any other situation, wholeheartedly recommend that everyone watch it. Um, yeah. It explores some really fucking excellent concepts the, the whole yeah. time. The, the cast is just mind-blowing and the story mm. by the end, it has it has you in its teeth. Yeah. Uh, I, I think specifically of uh, Guy Balthar, who's the kind <laughs> of Dr. Smith of, of the ship. <laughs> However, uh, for something that would fill the space of the 130-minute space opera-ish lost in space i've decided to go for the flight of the navigator Ooh. which is a 1986 family film family david freeman falls and hits his head and falls unconscious when he comes to it's to find eight years has passed and he hasn't aged a day ah. uh, after being experimented on and all the stuff that usually happens when you disappear mysteriously in america his brain is found to hold information on a ufo that crash landed and was confiscated by nasa including details of a faster than light interstellar journey that ties him to this alien spacecraft <laughs> So it is a family film with a talking robot AI thing with a like a, a spaceship it. with attitude. Oh no! Um, but it also deals with these, you know, like crazy sci-fi con- concepts like time dilation and time travel with some really good, good existential grief thrown in. Um, yeah. But it uses budget and technological constraints in its favour, and yeah. it plays on the sense of wonder that of this world that has suddenly opened up to David. Of this, he's the navigator, you know, the navigator <laughs> yeah. of this a- alien ship. That takes it takes him around the world. It takes the high concepts and delivers on it, and it fully explores the world to the point where uh, you'll feel that wonder thirty years on. Wonderful, mm. really good stuff. My recommendation, you know, we're looking at TV shows from the sixties that were then remade into good modernized versions. Yeah. I think Star Trek 2009 is a pretty good place to look. J.J. Abrams' um, Star Trek is a really fun sci-fi action movie with, you know, the characters you love. And yeah, sometimes they feel like just people doing impressions of the other characters. When you watch the original show, you realize everything's quite, you know, deliberately paced yeah. and slowly played. But hey, it's a it's a really fun action movie with some cool concepts. And it does the time travel thing a bit better than uh, <laughs> Lost in Space. Yeah. Yeah, it's very fast-paced. The the soundtrack by Michael Gian, uh, Giancino, yeah, yeah, um, is excellent. Hmm. It's a really enterprising young man. It's a fantastic new sort of. It's like a theme tune for a new Star Trek TV show. Mm. It's really brilliant. I like it a lot. And um, Abrams has this great sense of wonder throughout the whole thing, and just enough energy to carry it through. And that was the one better thing. The one better thing. Thank you for listening to One Good Thing. <laughs> um, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, as ever. Sometimes lost in cyberspace, but mm. can always be found uh, at OGTPod. Yeah. Uh, you can email us at OGTPod at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, uh, some other things, yeah. any good podcast app. Um, it's iTunes where we really want you to leave the reviews and mm. to follow follow us and subscribe and all, all those verbs. Please, please do. My novel Dockhead is available on Amazon, five sure ninety nine, uh, in paperback, and it's a yeah. it's a fun one. It's with, great, and yeah, and the sex, yeah. Uh, yeah, and the monkey and the monkey friend is much better realised. He you wouldn't even think it was CGI for one second, <laughs> not for a minute. It's that good a, a literary benchmark. Yeah, uh, my stuff is still on screen. Mayhem. I'm very excited to say I have received press accreditation for the London Film Festival. Oof. Yep, so I'm... My nipples. I know, I'm like a critic there. <laughs> I can go see stuff. So check out Screen Mayhem for reviews of movies. It haven't even come out yet. God. No, I haven't even made yet. The Lost in Space thing is up there. Come read Paul rubbing it in your faces. <laughs> Just come find the scoop. The scoop on all the movie biz. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. And also uh, check out OGT Pod. Uh-huh dot blog spot probably yes. um <laughs> because I've, i'm finally getting into the 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 habit of uh typing up some notes into sort of article form mm. um getting across what i thought about uh this week's episode yeah and if you want to read a bit more about cinema things then that's the thing that you can read about cinema and stick around at the end because uh, we have a promo for our friends over at Video Negative. Uh, uh, if you like us, you really should be listening to them too. Their latest episode on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, uh, Secrets of the Ooze, was excellent. 
uh, <laughs> we've been around their gaff to talk with Command 06 and it was great. Just yeah, it was. great, great, great. So show them the same love that you're showing us if right you are. <laughs> so I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And remember, the one good thing about Lost in Space might just be one of the greatest shot cinematic shots in all of science fiction history not to boast in space very good Warning, the following promo contains strong language and 90s movies some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Do you remember the films of the 90s? The cinematic classics that changed movie history forever. The films that created treasured memories to last a lifetime. Who in the right minds is this fucking film aimed at? The Video Negative Podcast remembers things differently. Fucking diet. My God. Absolute idiot. Oh, I couldn't even get the fucking colours right. Fucking atrocious. We're a film review podcast that looks at the worst cinematic atrocities of the 90s. Just end it. Just end it. It's just woeful. There's no clear... <laughs> this doesn't even have the pretense of wanting to be a good movie. From the biggest blockbusters to the smallest indie flicks, it's all shit and it's all game. Is this it- isn't preteen crap. Criminally poor. Fucking awful. Film is a Panic at the Disco music video <laughs> on loop. Video Negative Podcast. The film review show that criticises the chronic, disses the dismal, and puts the pathetic out to pasture. I am not wasting any more of my oxygen on this film. Check us out on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and iTunes, and hit us up on Twitter, at Video Negative.